everybody? Just Joe here. Welcome to episode six. It's been a fun ride so far. Really enjoying this podcast. It's been sex, drugs, rock and roll, mental health so far. Today we talk physical health. Yes. As you guys may or may not know, two years ago I walked through the gym doors at CrossFit Syracuse and everything changed. I met the owner, Dan Goldberg. He's a head trainer there. He is my trainer 99% of the time while I'm there. I have him on today's episode to talk about CrossFit and fitness. I can't say enough about this place because this not only got me back in shape, but it also led me to my nutritionist, Ed Tonike, to a great community. And it changed not only my physical well-being, but my mental well-being. And I think it has affected everything in my life on a positive level. So we're going to talk some shop today. I hope you guys dig it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dan Goldberg. This podcast is brought to you by Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Guys, you like smoking cigars? Ladies, you like smoking cigars? You can go there. You can buy some of the finest cigars in the area. You can also sit in the lounge and relax and enjoy them in a nice, nice environment. Check out Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge located in Burton in the 5501 Bartell Road. Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Good friend and owner and trainer from CrossFit Syracuse, Dan Goldberg here. Hello. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. We shot a different podcast right before this one, episode five, which everyone heard last week. <laughs> so this one goes in a completely different direction. But <laughs> this whole podcast has really been not only a part of like my crazy music history, but also like what what goes on in my world. And a big part of my world in the past few years is getting fit and CrossFit Syracuse being like where it all started. Even before I ended up doing my nutrition, I got into CrossFit. So I first, I'll set this up before I get into the story of how I got to CrossFit Syracuse. I was doing CrossFit in 2012 and another place here in Syracuse. And then I kind of got burned out on it because I didn't feel that the program, it it just kind of got away from me. I lost interest in how it was programmed. And then I got away from it. And my good friend Tyler Cagwin and I were just talking one day, and he's like, well, you should really come to this new place. I've been going across to Syracuse. I think you'll love it there. I fall in love with it. He drags me through the door one day at a 930 class, and I haven't left. That was December 2017. Yeah, so, 930 every day. 930 every day, you know, so... The biggest misconception when people say, I say I do CrossFit, they have this conception and I'm sure you have dealt with it for years. Like, oh, you guys are lifting tires and you're, you're flying around and all this stuff. So it's like, how, how do you describe it to a layman without having them understand, like misunderstand that this, this is some crazy cult that we're in over here or exercise. So, so what CrossFit is, it's basically three exercise modalities that we've combined and we um, we use weightlifting, we use cardiovascular training, and we use gymnastics training. Yeah. But the gym owner, Ellen and myself, we, we own the gym together. We decide how we use those three modalities. And CrossFit Incorporated has uh, no control and no um, recommendations really on, on how we're allowed to do that. So some gyms will utilize those modalities in an extreme way. And it might be on purpose to just cater to a younger crowd who is really into that extreme element. And then other gyms like ourselves try to cater to general population folks. You know, our average client is in their 30s. And we have plenty of people in their 40s, 50s, even members who come on the regular in their 70s. So we try to program and cater towards the average customer. So I don't write workouts on the board that I know only 
someone on the other side of the country can do. I write wads, workouts of the day where I know half my gym can do it as written and then the other half will tailor it to them. Yeah. But it's meeting the, the average member where they're at. Um, but some gyms, they do, they do flip tires. Some gyms, you know, on day one, you'll swing from the rig. Um, I think a lot of people come into a gym and um, well, sometimes people come into a CrossFit gym and, and they're in their 30s. And they are really, really out of touch with what they can do and what they can't do. Yeah, because it's probably been a good 10, 15 years since they did anything really physical on that level. And in those and 10 to 15 years, they in. really, really, really <laughs> left their youth. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but, you know, you, orthopedists say this all the time. My office is full of 30-something-year-olds and geriatrics. Because when you leave your 20s and move towards your 40s, that's when you really start to feel that adulthood. Yeah. And, um, and so it's very important that when, uh, right. I, I started training way before we opened this gym, way before Ellen and I opened this gym and I learned pretty quick, you know, what are the thresholds that, you know, a 30 year old, uh, hip or a 30 year old shoulder can tolerate and how are they different from an 18 year old's hip? And I program for the 30 year olds. Really. Yeah. I mean, I tell everybody that and they're like, Oh, you know, they're like, but you do cross, but I'm like, listen, in my class, I have someone who's 20. I also have someone who's 70. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. I go, and we all do the workout. I go, if that doesn't show you what can be done at this gym, and whether it's in the class or over in the room where all this stuff. So like, I've helped like break down some, I try to tell people and get that misconception out because personally, I love CrossFit because I come from a football background just like you do. Mm -hmm. And I, ha I get that feeling that I'm on a team again or I'm working yeah. out on the field with a team and playing a team sport again, even though you're in a, your individual thing. And I thrive in it. I tried to work out by myself for years and without success. Yeah. You know. Yeah. CrossFit really cracked the code with compliance because, you know, exercise works. It's a silver bullet. It makes everything better. And uh, the problem with exercise is people, a lot of people don't do it. And, uh, and then when people are recommended to do it, you know, they, they're in isolation. They go to a health club and they know no one. And you pay $15 a month and no one who works there speaks with you. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of the time, um, some of the people who work there or all the people who work there, they're not actually experts in fitness. They're salespeople, they're management people, and there's some part-time people. Um, but none of them are career fitness people no. are more like transitioning between, you know, jobs or, or whatever. And that whole model, um, that doesn't work. I mean, there are some people who thrive in that, but the vast majority of those members, um, they either don't go at all or they just don't make progress. They don't get results. And it's not their fault because who graduates high school or college with any education on exercise? No one, no, no one knows anything about exercise and unfortunately, the vast majority of what they do know comes from like commercials and magazines. And a lot of times that's like, that's just not true. Yeah. None of it's, none well, of it's true. I just watched a documentary called Fed Up. Uh -huh. And in that documentary, they talk that, okay, the fitness craze started in like the 80s. Like Jane Fonda was mm -hmm. like the big thing. And it's talking about the correlation of obesity and people working out. But they're like, okay, fitness memberships from 1980 to now have just ballooned. Right. Like every year, just more and more people are joining the gym, uh -huh. but yet the obesity rate has gone as quickly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, more people are working out, but everyone's still getting So, fat. you know, so part of that is, you know, during that time when exercise became really popular in the United States, um, 
it was 100% aerobic based, which is great. You know, you need to be aerobic, but sometimes if you combine only aerobic training with maybe some misconceptions on diet, yeah. all of a sudden you, you know, you might lose a lot of weight in the first few months, but you might've done some things to your lean mass number, to your, to your metabolism that after maybe two, three months, you've really screwed yourself over bad. Yeah. So like, let's say you're uh, you're sedentary and you have um, 70, 70 pounds of lean mass on your skeleton, which is pretty good. Um, considering you're sedentary and then you get into really high volume aerobic training, you start hitting the treadmill for an hour. Um, one of the side effects of that is going to be maybe some shedding of that lean mass. You might drop some muscle and you can look at, uh, elite marathon runners and you can see, Hey, those, those men and women, they're not carrying a lot of muscle. And that is because that activity um, you get better at that activity the lighter you get. Yeah. And your body kind of knows that. So it starts dropping a little lean mass and you get better at your aerobics. And so you're dropping weight and maybe you're at a calorie deficit too and you're dropping weight and you're like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, but once you drop too much too much lean mass, that just means your metabolism yeah. is slower. Metabolism happens in the largest organ of your body, your muscular system. You drop that muscle, you're dropping your resting metabolic rate. And then all of a sudden, the calorie count that you used to eat, that was your maintenance number, that dropped. Yeah. But your habits might not change. And all of a sudden, after a few months, you start gaining. This is the definition of yo-yo, right? When we talk about um, dropping weight, what we mean is fat. We never, ever want to drop lean mass when it comes to like a health point of view. If you have a specific goal, like, hey, maybe you want to transition from powerlifting to marathon running. If you want to be good at marathon running, you better drop some muscle right? because you're probably got way too much muscle to thrive at that sport. But general population folks, we always tell them, listen, you're doing aerobic training. You need to be doing resistance training so that you do not shed muscle and drop your metabolic rate. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's something that we're all learning. I learned. But why don't we go back? How did, how did you discover CrossFit? Like, where, how did, where did this come from? Like, I, uh, I was in law school, and I was, I was doing the long-distance relationship thing with, with my wife, Ellen, and it was just killing me. It was killing us. And I'm like, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be in fitness. I want to be a trainer. I want to be a personal trainer. And she's like, do it. Do it. You should totally do it. She gave me the courage to leave law school. I'd invested two. And where, were you, where were you at law school? I was at Hofstra down on Long Island. So, That's yeah. where I'm from. And I, and she gave me the courage to like follow my dream, which is, it was hard to leave, you know, um, because I'd invested so much time and energy. So I left and I became a trainer in Manhattan and we still did the long distance thing. I worked in Manhattan for about two years and that's where my fitness manager mentioned CrossFit to me. And I looked it up online and I didn't know what the hell, I didn't know what the hell any of it meant. There's a lot of like uh, acronyms. There's a lot of abbreviations. And that was, and, and was very infancy. Oh yeah. yeah. It was way young. It was way young. That was back in 2007. And then I realized, oh shit, this is a sport. Yeah. yeah this is a training methodology, but this is a sport. And I had left college. Um, I wasn't playing sports. And for an athlete after college, you don't have anything except no. endurance activities which are organized and highly competitive or like powerlifting or bodybuilding. And there's nothing in the middle. And so I was like, at first CrossFit was sport. I'm like, this is my sport. This is my new sport. And I, and I freaking loved it. And then, um, eventually I was just so, I just, I just need to see Ellen. I miss, I missed her so bad. I'm like, all right, Manhattan's great. I'm moving up. We're, we're living together. Yeah. And so I move up here 
and I start working in a, in a health club up here and I'm crossfitting, I'm crossfitting, I'm starting to compete in events. Um, and I started, I start doing really well. And all of a sudden, like, I'm like the best crossfitter in Syracuse, which is, you know, not the biggest accomplishment because there weren't a whole lot of us. But, um, I had this, I had this, like everyone who crossfit in Syracuse kind of knew my name. And, um, and then again, Alan gave me the, the bravery to just like, you know, let's, let's open up a gym. And at that time, Alan was just like entrepreneur, you know, just superstar. She graduated college and landed some sick job up here managing a shit ton of real estate. And then she went into another job. Um, and then she, and she was just everyone, anyone who knows Alan knows she's just like, if she's working for you, mm-hmm. you're, you're set, you're hooked up, you're, you're, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, and, but she didn't have this like clear thing like me. Like I was like, fitness is, is my thing. Um, and she was just like running businesses is my thing, you know, like any business. And so I was like, well, let's run a business together. Let's run a CrossFit gym together. Um, actually she said that I was like, no, no, there aren't even enough 30 year olds in Syracuse. Cause the health club I had come from in Syracuse, my average client was 60. I was training multiple 90 year olds, 80 year olds, 70 year olds. And CrossFit is really, you know, the bread and butter in a CrossFit gym is really, you know, you're 30 to 40 year olds. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's not, not enough people. I don't think we can do it. And she's like, you're crazy. We can do it. And so, um, we decided and, uh, the, the uh, 12 months after we decided to do it together, our doors opened and, uh, we've been crushing it. Like day one, we sold a hundred memberships, our staff, you know, you, you know, our community, yeah. our community is amazing. Like it went, it went gangbusters. So that was the same year that I started doing CrossFit. So there's, that was like when I think Syracuse kind of like got hip mm-hmm. to it and a bunch of gyms opened up at that, that time. Right, right, right. You guys did the one that I was at. I knew there was one in Cicero and DeWitt and there was a bunch of them that all kind of opened up. Right. And and went on that wave. Mm-hmm. And some of them survived, and obviously some of them didn't. So, mm-hmm. you guys have lasted through like you know the the ebb and flow, right? And what do you think that I mean? Does that and not only goes back to what you and Ellen have set out to do, and your vision came through, but like it's not it's not anything without the people that are coming through the door. For sure, and I think that's probably that's probably your best asset. There, yeah. It's not only your programming, but the the community that is inside of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like, um, you know, the one of the magic parts, and we didn't know this before we opened the gym, but every CrossFit owner before we opened would would say, it's the community, it's the community you create in the gym, it's the atmosphere. And before I before um, I was ever working inside CrossFit Syracuse, I I was never a member of a CrossFit gym. I was only inside health clubs doing CrossFit, which is usually pretty uncomfortable um, for the the owners of the gym and for myself because yeah. it didn't fit. But um, so I wasn't like, well, all right, everyone's talking about this community. Like, I wonder what, you know, what it's going to be like. And then we open up the gym and everyone's doing these hard workouts together. And then these, these friendships form yeah. and they formed quick. And then all of a sudden, like the people who joined, this was their friend group, like, they had friend groups outside the gym, but pretty quickly their friend group that was formed inside the gym became their like yeah. primary social my, my, group. Mine's yeah. done the same. And it's know? funny because like after the workout's over, it's just like all your walls are down and you're just like all the bullshit, all of the like worrying about where you stand, you know, in, in a hierarchy and all of this, it's all kind of washed away and everyone's just real and really talkative. 
Right. And then all, and then so relationships and friendships form super fast. I think anyone who's played team sports understands this. Yeah. Yeah. Like football. Again, again, that's why I think, and you said it just a little while ago, like once you were done with competitive sports, like what do we do? It's like, there's the guys that go on and play professional sports. And then there's the guys like us that still want that. Mm -hmm. And we, what do we do? We go play flag football or we do, we do something, but it's nothing compares to what we had. Right. Because that was such a structured thing from the age of like 12 until, you know, I was 22 years old. It was 10 years of my life. And all of a sudden that's gone and it took me years. And that was part of where, you know, I think, my demons started creeping in because I was trying to find another outlet. Oh, yeah. So then I, you know, would use, you know, whatever I could to try to find that rush or that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now years later, once I, I kind of got it in 2012, but then when I reconnected with it in 2017, you know, two years ago, now it's like, okay, this is, this was the missing piece that I loved as a kid. Now I've reclaimed it as an adult. This is a story that you hear so much if you really listen to people who talk in the CrossFit world um they were they were athletes in the in the crossfit um competitive world i should yeah. say they were athletes as children and then they they stopped playing sports for whatever reason maybe it was after college and they didn't have that excitement that rush and they went for other ways of satisfying that that were not beneficial to them that were negative to them and then they found crossfit and all of that stopped yeah they uh, that that happened to me that happened to so many athletes who were like leaning on other things, negative things, whether it was substance or activities that didn't that didn't really work for their bodies, like playing, you know, flag football in your thirties, that's pretty rough. No. Yeah. I don't I don't like to everyone's like, Hey, you wanna play some t-? I'm like, No, I don't wanna play it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's I'm gonna my brain gets too competitive. Oh yeah, and I'm going to try. I'm going to do something that's not going to be good. There's I'm going to end up hurting myself. Speed. Yeah, you know, one exactly. speed. One speed. Yeah. If you've played college sports, you know you were probably really competitive in high school. Yeah. And once you get on the field, it's like it's just automatic. Yeah. You just and I'm then, not going to half-ass yeah. it. I'm yeah. going to go for it. So it's like okay, this is the way to do it. But it's it's been a great journey for me. And I've been watching a lot of people. I've had people that are coming in the gym and it's like if you come and join CrossFit Syracuse you're not just immediately we're not just going to f- come in and you're going to do a 930 class and you're going to get thrown to the wolves it's, you, there was, there's a transition period there's a period oh, yeah. you're going to come in you're going to do foundations you're going to learn what CrossFit's about a little bit before we like get you in and then when you even get in someone like you if you're the coach for 930 or you know Coach Mike or Coach Sarah they're gonna, you're going to pay a little extra attention to these people for a little while and oh, yeah. watch what they're doing yeah you know, I, yeah I freaking hound the new people i'm like how do you feel you know after and usually in the beginning it's like they're always telling me i could do more than this i'm like okay well let's just do this and then tell me how you feel tomorrow and usually they come back they're like holy cow i didn't think i was going to be this sore but i sat down on the toilet and i was like my butt and like oh my god i can't get up well that's what someone said to me recently our buddy mark that i just got into the gym yeah he's like man i'm always sore when's it gonna stop i'm like not really. Yeah. I yeah. think I think you'll get a little. You'll, it won't be as bad, but sure. I'm, I go. I'm always sore. Yes, yeah, so on some level. Whenever you're sore, you know you've kind of you broke new ground. Yeah, you know. Um, I still I've been crossfitting for 12 years, and 
and I still get sore, but for what I need to do to break new ground is like obscene, <laughs> just obscene. I'm talking like 200 reps of weighted squat to get sore in my thighs. But yeah, so, you know, the soreness, the muscular soreness, you know, some people revel in that. They're like, right. I'm sore. I feel so good. I'm so happy. I, I like that level of soreness and it lets me know mm-hmm. that I'm doing something right. But sure, sure. I just, I'm, I'm always, because everybody's seen what has happened to me physically and mentally and everything else mm. it's very out there and i'm very out there with it because it's a way for me to kind of like make my corner of the world a little brighter yeah, you know totally. you know it's in this crazy fucked up world that we have it's like what do i do it's like all right i just do it myself and let it percolate from there yeah you know so the conversation is constantly about that so i always tell people i'm like dude it's not not as bad as you think yeah you know it's pretty bad trust me i mean it's intense days, it's intense but like you won't find any more satisfying. And I'm like, listen, it may not be for you. Right. I go, it may not be. I'm not saying everyone who's going to walk through the door is going to fall in love across. Right. Are you not? Maybe maybe it's not your thing, but it's you should at least try to give it a try because you try to go to a gym. What do you do? What are you doing? And you're like, you're going and you're doing a workout and like no one's guiding you. You're just kind of going, yeah, I'm going to run on the treadmill because it gets my heart rate up and I'm going to go bench a little bit. But like, but what, what are you doing? I would go so far as to say that if you're like, you know, a regular person, you don't, you haven't read multiple books on training. You haven't had a coach who's told you, oh no, no, move your limbs this way or squeeze this part of your body. When you do this movement and you're just a regular person, you go to a health club and you try really hard. I go so far as to say, I bet you money you're not only going to get hurt, but every day you go, you're building a body that is less durable. Yeah. And you're like walking towards a cliff with a blindfold and you don't know you're building a body that's going to break. Right. But if I saw you move or any of my coaches saw you moved and we looked at your program, we're saying this is a foolproof way to guarantee that your physique is all jacked up in a year or two yeah. and you won't have any symptoms. And I mean, I don't want, I wouldn't want to trash talk some of the other gyms that would do that. You're like, hey, it's nine bucks a month or it's 10 bucks a month. It's great. Right. I want people to do it, but it's like you're just letting people come in the door and dude, that's a, I, now having the journey that I've had and looking at, man, like what a liability. Like, man, I don't you feel responsible for some of this stuff? And everyone's like, well, how much do you spend on this? How much? Spend? I tell uh-huh. them, like, dude, I, I spend a good chunk of money a yeah. month, not only on my gym membership, or my nutrition, or the stuff that I buy for the gym, or my clothes, and all that stuff. But I go, that's money well spent, in my opinion. And yeah. I go, in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather be spending this money now than like in ten years from now on blood pressure medications and right. copays and doctors' visits and like, and you know, it's, you invest now so you don't spend later. Like it's going to catch up to you at some point. So like, find a way to make it happen. Totally. And and you know, like you're and those years between now and then are are gonna be better yeah like the best thing about exercise is what it does to your mind mm-hmm. in my opinion you know um it obviously you know losing weight looking better um and and all of that that's amazing but but improving body composition improving the way your body feels and the energy you have and how that influences your relationships how that influences the way you think about yourself yeah. the conversation you have in your own head that is the best, best part of exercise. Yeah. Obviously, avoiding prescription medications and all these very preventable diseases is tremendous, but that's really in the future, mm-hmm. right? Every day, you get to be more clear-headed and more happy, yeah. and that's just... That's I mean, nice. since I've been there, I, you know, I was on medications for depression and anxiety. I was 
borderline high blood pressure, borderline. I mean, I still was all right, but I was, I was, I was at the turn where if I didn't do something then, right. another year or two then, it, all those things would have came in. So it's like okay, but simple going to the gym every day, and being consistent about it. Very, you have to be consistent about it. It's not going to happen overnight. Like I said in my post today. Yeah. Well, this is, this podcast will be in a few weeks, but I posted on social media today. About that, like, this isn't going to happen overnight. You're not going to be like, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds by Christmas. Well, it's possible, but like, that's, it may not be healthy. Right. You have to take this, and I go, but in this two years' time, I lost, I don't take any meds anymore. Nice. My panic disorder has virtually disappeared. Nice. You know, and it's not just the gym and the nutrition and everything. It's everything that started happening once I walked through the doors again. Yeah. And then I met Ed. Right. You know, from Ed got me into the nutrition because the nutrition is a whole lot of parts. Like you can come to the gym and you've said it to people like you can't out train a bad diet. Never. You can go to the gym for an hour. It's the other 23 day, hours of the day that can completely negate or go backwards of what you just did in the gym for an hour. Yeah, totally. I mean, when you exercise, especially with resistance training, your body releases this hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin makes you hungry. You exercise and you get hungry. And if you don't understand that that's going to happen and you're not ready with a plan to eat, you can gain body fat. Yeah. Like you, And then all of a sudden you're like, well, exercise doesn't work for me. My pants don't fit. You know, it's like, well. There's... Or you're saying, oh, I must be bulking up. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, that's yeah. probably your first thought. You know, like, yeah, right. I'm putting on some. Hey, bro, I gained five pounds in right. the first month. I'm like, okay, if you can gain five pounds of muscle, muscle in six months, you're you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So like, no, nah, bro, you didn't, you didn't, you just you gained some body fat. Um, yeah. But, you know, education is really the most important part of all of this. Um, there's lots of ways to exercise. CrossFit is not the only way, and it's not the best way for everyone. But um, the people on our staff, they understand the laws of exercise. Right. And, um, and then we could just educate our people better so that they know exactly what they're getting and so that when they're consuming our product, it is in harmony with what with their goals. Right. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing, and I've told this to people. I'm like, okay, there is CrossFit at CrossFit Syracuse, but it's not the only thing. You can come through there and train there and not be doing CrossFit. You oh, can yeah. do one-on-ones with yourself mm-hmm. or any of the other coaches, mm-hmm. and then you're just doing one-on-one training or small group training if you do two or three people. And then we have yoga classes. We have barbell mm-hmm. club. We have mm-hmm. gymnastics. We have con- you know dirty work, which is conditioning thing. Yeah. There's a million different things that you can do there. So you can do CrossFit. Like there, I see some people that do only do a lot once in a while, but then they're more into the other classes and right. they're more into the one-on-ones. So you can come to the CrossFit Syracuse and not have to just you know be dying on the floor with me every day at 9 30 you know so, so yeah exactly alan and i um so alan runs the entire business side everything that is a business smart man <laughs> <laughs> oh when i met alan i was like oh shit this is my wife yeah i just met my wife right. i was obsessed <laughs> from uh, when i saw her across the way in in, in college i was like oh, oh my god yeah. you know i was just like straight up like obsession lust and um, and I'm still really like that. I'm a very very lucky guy. Yeah. Um, so um, so she is the business, and I'm the fitness. I don't do anything, you know, financial at all. That's her realm. And so basically, we are we know that that the word CrossFit is a barrier for a lot of people. Like so, like someone's wife will be a personal training client. They'll train two days a week. They get fantastic results, and the wife will tell the husband, "You should come and do training and personal training too." And they say, and the husband says, "No, I, I'm not going to do CrossFit." And the wife's like, 
I don't do CrossFit. Right. CrossFit is a performance-based exercise program, performance-based. But a lot of times, personal training clients, they don't give a shit about performance. No. It's 100% aesthetic. And that, and that side of the gym, because, you know, we have our thing called the box, if anyone doesn't, that's where the CrossFit really happens. Sure. And then there's this whole other side of the gym that you guys have that really is just where the personal training all happens. And that's right. just as busy. There's times over there, you're looking over there, like today, there's five or six right. clients going at one time. Right. And they say, I'm, I'm getting ready for my wedding. Getting ready for your wedding is not a performance goal. No. <laughs> that, that's an aesthetics goal. Yeah. And so, but because our name has CrossFit in it, it's a major barrier. Um, and part of the reason is, you know, there are some CrossFit gyms out there that have gone out of business that didn't have the strongest reputation. And I share part of my 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 gym my gym name with those with those people. Um, and uh, and that's a good and a bad thing. Um, CrossFit is very kind of like libertarian about the way that they give out affiliates. Basically, you write a letter. And they say, yeah, you're good. And then they let you do it. Um, and, and after that, they never talk to you. Like I, I get a, As long as you pay your fee. As long fee. as you pay your fee, right. exactly. So I get a card every Christmas and birthday, and that's, that's the extent. <laughs> so there's no quality control. Right. And really, the owner of CrossFit is, is of the mind that good gyms will, will thrive and bad gyms will go out. And that has been true. But, but, but along the way, there's been a little bit of a quality control issue. And that is, that's really in the past. That, that whole thing where, where gyms just popped up. And they were run by people with like a year of experience. Um, those gyms are gone. Those gyms are all gone. Yeah. And no, no new gyms are really popping up like that these days. They're tra- some of them are transitioning. They're transitioning and, and to, because the trend is going a certain way. Right. And so, but, yeah. you know, but again, we're not. Ju- you're not just a CrossFit gym. Right. And and we're actually in the process of. Um, doing some exciting things. Uh, you might have heard you know, yep. the talk. I've, I've, yeah, I've heard the, the talk. Day. Right. So basically, we've we've been working hard on expanding. Uh, we've uh, done some things. We've uh, you know negotiated, um, and we have a, a, a plan to do that. And in that process, um, we're, we're trying to think of a rebrand, rebrand, like, yeah. like a blah, 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 home of CrossFit Syracuse, so that we have a, a title that is... Um, just indicative of the fact that we have a lot of services that yeah. we provide and not just CrossFit. Yeah, because, I mean, this day and age, people are so – there's so many things bombarded with your senses that everyone's attention span is very short. Right. And if you immediately see a a, uh, a word or anything like that, you're, you're going to either have a negative connotation or you're already going to make up your mind what it is. Right. So – Rebranding, you know, like you said, you, you see a trend going this way, but there's still a huge trend where people want to do CrossFit. But yeah. in order to make the longevity go, then yeah. See, the thing with the, one of the things that, that people love about CrossFit, like, so there's this whole high intensity movement in exercise, yeah. whether it's a boot camp gym, whether it's a CrossFit gym. Um, so there's all these people who like this high intensity exercise. It's super effective at improving body composition and getting you really fit. Um, and what CrossFit has done in addition to a lot of other things, is they've utilized movements that are super high skill. So maybe you go to a boot camp gym and they use a couple movements, but after a little while, you've you've learned all the movements. There's mm-hmm. nothing new. CrossFit has movements that take many years to perfect. Um, and so that really satisfies a certain type of person who likes long-term goals. And you know, you've seen it in a gym mm-hmm. when someone achieves... Uh, a high skill gymnastics movement, they are exuberant. Yeah. They are overflowing with joy because it took them 10 steps to get there and it took them 12 months yeah. and they worked on it and they worked on it. And when they achieved it, it's like the biggest thing that's happened to them in years. Right. 
that's not an option uh, in a in a you know a, a traditional boot camp setting because none of the movements are super high skill. Yes, you have achievements. Yes, there are movements you can't do on day one, but traditionally boot camp gyms don't have super high skill movements. CrossFit does. So one of the things we're trying to do is uh, in moving forward is offer products that are that satisfy both types of people mm-hmm. who like high intensity, right? So, so some people come to our gym and they like high intensity exercise, but they're like a, a lawyer, for example. They use their brain all day. And then they come to the gym at 630 and I have this high-end gymnastics movement that they have to use their brain for too. Sometimes I hear those people say, can I tailor this down to a basic movement? I'm like, oh yeah, sure, of course. Let's take this complex movement. Let's make it simple so you can master it quickly and just do it and get a sweat and, yeah. feel, and feel that pump. Um, but after a couple of years, I started realizing like these people are asking me for that, not because they don't want to pursue this movement or it's intimidating. They're asking me because they don't want to use their brain to that degree. And I get it. Right. I use my brain a lot right. all day. I'm coaching a lot of people. And so over the years, we've changed the programming in a little, in a little this way, that way to suit our average member. But now what we're doing moving forward is we want, we're, we've created another product, which yeah. we're ready to bring the market. Actually, uh, this Friday, I'm meeting with a landlord. We're looking at some space and we have this new product with a new name and it's a lot like CrossFit, but um, it just satisfies a different consumer. It's an evolution, man. It's an evolution. And that's the thing. Like in fitness, you need to be right. evolving or you're just basically. And, unless, unless you're something like, you know, you become an institution, like say like the dinosaur barbecue. Like you can, you can last for 20, 30 years kind of just doing the same thing. Yeah. But anybody in business knows that like whether you're a restaurant or another business, like you got to constantly think about it every five years, every mm-hmm. 10 years, you got to flip something, yeah. not majorly, but a good portion of it in order to keep with the times because it's a competitive, competitive yes. market. Yes. And if you don't move, people are going to turn their, again, the people's attention spans are going to go somewhere else. So CrossFit is classic. It is, let's improve your fitness, not in one category, but in every oh. measurable category while utilizing every measurable, every modality. It's classic. It is it is fundamental, and it and I think it'll always be here. I will. I agree. But I also believe that a lot of people who got into CrossFit, you know, we have like 400 members on average at any given month. Um, a lot of people who got into CrossFit, they fully understand it at this point. And they're like, I know what CrossFit is in Cross, at CrossFit Syracuse. I know exactly what it is. And it is 90% of what I want. Yeah. And there's a little bit of what this product is that is not ideal for me right here, right now. The truth is what we do in the gym is we tailor the workout to people and we get to know our clients. Um, but what I want to do instead of trying, cause I'm always, I'm a growth mindset guy. I need to be growing. I yeah. need to be moving forward instead of trying to grow our membership in the expansion that we're planning from 400 to 600. I want to cut it. I want to take, I, instead of create, I want to create another product that is just a little bit more custom to another population so that everyone is getting exactly, almost exactly what they want. Um, and I think that's how you, and that's how you grow. Instead of um, trying to make one product meet everyone's needs, you need to be rolling out right. more products. Well, I'm, I'm at the mindset now. It's like, I'm getting all these PRs. I'm getting all this stuff. But at some point, like time is going to get me. Right. You know, the, those, the days of trying to get a, a rep, 
you know, high rep max squat is mm-hmm. just that I'm not going to be able to do that. So my fitness will change in the exactly. next 10 years, five years, 20 years. Like totally. I won't be able to do the things that I'm doing now, right. regardless of how good a shape I stay in. Right. So those generation, that generation of all of us that got into CrossFit, right. that's all going to change too, because we're always going to want to do it, but we're not going to be able to compete or perform at the level we are right now. Right. And I want to have a product where I can kind of set those people out to pasture, including myself. Right. Like you know, you, you think of that yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's some movements that as I, you know, as my training age goes from five to 10 to 15 years of CrossFit, there are movements that I've retired, not because they bother me physically, but because I know they will bother me physically if I keep doing them. Yeah. Like a single legged squat. It's cool. It looks great. But that's for teenagers and uh-huh. 20-year-olds. Like, I could, Hence why we don't do like a pistol. I never program gym. pistols. Mm-hmm. I never program single-legged squats because, well, first, from a risk and return standpoint, it doesn't make sense really. But, you know, I want to have, I want to take those people in my gym who have been members since 2012 and I want to be able to offer them products that are perfect for them as they go through their training life cycle. Yeah. And, um, and so basically we're, we're changing the format of the gym. We're doing this, we're going to do this large remodel and we're coming out with new products so that we can, you know, those 20 year olds who are like, who are still in the prime of their life and they can do all these awesome movements. We give them an outlet. We yeah. don't make them train um, like everyone else. Or, and we don't make the people who've been, who are in their fifties train like 20 year olds. Um, so that's, that's where we're going. And that's, and so that everyone can be in an environment where, you know, you're not like the outlier. Sometimes that can be hard, right? You know, you're, you're, uh, the new kid in class. We do a lot of things to help that. Um, but what I'm looking for is to create environments where, um, you have, you have basically programming and exercise choice and, and equipment that suits where you're at. And it's a lot easier on the programming. It's a lot easier on the coach to have a class full of 50, 60 and 70 year olds all together. Um, and it can be, it can be a challenge as a coach to have a class that's 20 people and 10 of them are in their twenties and 10 of them are in their forties. And that's one of the reasons CrossFit gyms fold because you need to be a super coach, like a freaking great coach to handle that kind of class. We have, we have all that. I mean, it, you know, before, before we get too far, but it's like one thing I noticed at the gym, like I said, getting back, like I all got off those, all the medications. I became all those things. Like the, the workload that I started putting in at the gym, all of a sudden started coming into other parts of my life. And all of a sudden other parts of my life, my business, my things that I want to do all started. I was able to achieve all these other things outside of the gym that you don't even think about. You think you're just doing the workout. You don't realize that like when you left the gym, that, it's carried with you. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm not only playing shows, but now I'm doing this podcast and I got other things that are all coming up. And I'm like before when I was overweight and all that stuff, I was tired. I didn't have the energy for it or the time manage. We're like, I have to time manage because do I have two hours a day to go to the gym to do a, like a extra life workout and a wad? No, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. But I do because I know if I do that, then I will stay on course for the rest of the day because then I don't have like, oh, I got a couple hours to do that. A couple of, like now I have. Yeah. Like segmented time. So it, like it, it spilled out into my other life, not physically, but mentally, everything changed. You hear this all the time. You know, you hear this all the time with like, I started going to let's say CrossFit Syracuse and I got fitter and then I got a promotion at work. Yeah. I, I, this is, this is standard operating procedure 
for people who get into great fitness programs who are previously sedentary. Also, it, when you talk to like super high achieving people, um, they are already living that lifestyle. Right. They are all whether they're doing CrossFit or not, they exercise intensely for short periods of time, and then they control their diet and they control their habits. I've been I've been thinking about this concept in my head for the last couple of days, like um, that I'm a slave to the laws of being a human being. So what are the laws? Like you got to eat a certain diet. You know, there's lots of different diets, but you got to yeah. eat a certain way. You got to have consistent sleep. There are some basic laws we know that if you follow them, you're gonna thrive. And if you don't, you can't. You can't thrive. No. Like if you don't get enough water, if you're irregular on your sleep all the time, if you don't get consistent exercise, and the big one, if you're not part of a community, yeah. if you're not part of a community, nothing works. And you don't live healthfully. There's a lot of evidence about community and longevity and health. So I'm a slave to the laws of being a human. And by all accounts, I'm, do, I'm thriving. You know, my family's healthy. I'm healthy. Everyone's happy. Um, but it is hard because y- you don't have choice. No. Like, like, it's funny. You, you don't have a lot of choices. No. You got to live within the box and then you go up. Yeah. And if you try to like ignore the box, the rules, the laws of being a human, and you're like, nah, they don't apply to me, you don't go up. You stay flat or you sink. Well, I mean, look, look at Mark Wahlberg. He wakes up every day at like three in the morning. Right. Yeah. Works out for like two hours and then gets on with his day. And that, that's, that dude's in movies, like three movies a year. Right. Owns Wahlburgers. He has a TV show. He's producing this and that. It's like, yeah. how does this guy do that? How does he have time to work out? He's like, this is... Because he's like, he said that like he has to like start that day with that workout or he can't get the other stuff that that gall goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and there's a lot of successful people probably have the same very story. The mornings know? are, are like yeah. magic, magic yeah. time. So I, 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 um, I've been training for a long time before I had kids. I train adults. Um, and they tell me, um, oh, I love my mornings. I wake up before everyone else and I do my thing for an hour. And I'm like, oh, that sounds shitty. You know, like right. I wake up and I, I, I do whatever the hell I want for the first hour. I'll, I'll, I'll drink a coffee or, or I won't. I'll go, I'll go take a, I'll, I'll go in the tub. I'll, I'll take right. a bath or I'll take a shower. I'll do whatever the hell I want. And then I had kids. And then I was like, if I don't wake up before everyone else, when I wake up with the kids, I'm not getting Dan time until 9 p.m. Um, and, and that wears you down. So what I started doing for the last six weeks, maybe two months, I wake up instead of at like 6.45, I wake up at 5.45 and I read. I, I found myself doing that too because like when I have Avery yeah. at the house, like she's going to be up at 7 and get going. And yeah, I could sleep till 7. Yeah. But I find myself waking up like still setting the alarm. I come in here and when I do radio twice a week, I'm up at 5. And I find myself still setting the alarm at 5.30, mm-hmm. even though I might have went to bed at midnight from, from a gig. But that's the only way I'm going to be able to be successful at the next part of the the next day. Yeah. I'll make up for the sleep at another day. I'll yeah. have another day. But like those days with the kids, man, anybody can test that. Like you yeah, do it. I've been waking so. up early and I've been reading. I'm not a reader historically. Yeah. I mean, I read for school. I you know before because I, you had to. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I started reading in the morning for like an hour before the kids wake up. I just I get a coffee, I brew a coffee, and I start reading. I've read I've read like five books. I'm so proud of myself, but it makes said me, that. You it said makes that a couple months ago. so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. It's insane. So I read professional development, personal development. Just today, this morning, I finished how to win friends and influence people. 
this book is like top 50 book. You know, everyone said, oh, it's in top 50 book all the time. It's like a hundred years old. It's got all these old timey words and all these like old spray. I just I, I love want, it. I want to get this book. My friend's reading it. So it's a subtle art of not giving a fuck. That's a big one. I yeah. want to read it. And like everyone's like, do you got to read this book? It's yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah. And it's, I, it's just funny to hear like, what? That's the name of the book. They're like, yeah, but it like, this is, there's like, so you need many, this. there's so, so many needs crazy good books. But I mean, you know, and wrapping up. If you come to the gym, I mean, I'll have the links to CrossFit Syracuse and, and everything and all this. So, I mean, if you guys want more information, everybody's always asking me. Obviously, you know, I'm always, you know, Alan's getting an email or Mike's getting an email or, you know, I'm I'm more than happy to let, you know, guide people along the way. And some people I kind of ride because I know they want to do it, but they're, they're scared. You know, like yeah. my, my buddy Mark, you know, Mark mm-hmm. Bullis, like it took me a year to get him through the door, but he finally got through the door. He's I got hooked. my other buddy, Bill, finally through the door today Thank with you. Pat. You know, so it's like, yeah, you know, keep coming to me. Like, you know, like I want everyone around me, the people that I care about the, to do well. And even the people that I may not even have, you know, know so well, but it's like, let's do it. You know, and, and you've heard there's more exciting things than in the future for CrossFit Syracuse, it's not just this, like, we're not going to flip tires and mm-hmm. swing from monkey bars and do awkward movements. There's a, a lot to it. So, you know, invest in yourself. Spend a little bit of extra money on a gym membership because you're going to get more out of that. Because I hope when you're spending the amount of money that you spend to go to CrossFit Syracuse, some people are like, oh, my God, you spend that much? I'm going, mm-hmm. yeah. I go, but if you spend nine bucks a month going to one of those other gyms, you'll easily skip the gym because it's like, ah, it's nine bucks. Exactly. But if you're spending what I spend, you're like, no, I'm going to go. Oh because yeah. I'm, I'm spending this money. I'm the totally. hold you accountable. And, and honestly, I'm like, try to go find a personal trainer that'll do as much unlimited work as you want for that price. No, they don't. And, like, and you don't. And I, so I go, it lands in the middle and I go, you just have to see where you prioritize. I go find another way, mm-hmm. you know, find another way. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Joe. You know, and, um, We'll have all this and come work out with me, man. It's it's fun. We'll all cheer you on. We won't we won't we won't let you die on the floor. Nine thirty a.m. Come to my class. <laughs> so CrossFit Syracuse, uh, check it out in the links and uh, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. My album pick of the week is an album that is coming out soon, but you can hear the band on Spotify. I discovered them. They are my new favorite band. It's a band called Sleep Token. They're from Europe. They mix a little bit of everything there's there's metal there's alternative there's melodic there's almost an edm feel to them i'm gonna put a link up there you guys need to check out my new favorite band their album drops in november sleep token yeah